Well, let's do this. Good morning. It's one-way conversation uh, coming back. It's been a it's been a weird couple weeks, so sorry for the jagged schedule here. But uh, back in business today. I mean, how could you not? Uh, the Yankees playoff run, if you want to call it that, is over. We're not gonna. We're not. We're not really acknowledging a playoff berth, even though it will go down in the record books. But uh, we know it's a playing game. We know that. Uh, we know one game for your life game for is to get into the playoffs. The playoffs starts after these playing games, and you get into a real series. Um, you know, I was thinking a lot about. I was, I was thinking about ghosts. I miss, I miss these ghosts. There used to be just an aura. There used to be an aura of around the Yankees where not that they were unbeatable necessarily, but that, you know, and there was times when it was, I mean, they didn't win all the time, but you always felt like, especially games against the Red Sox, you felt like, they were going to find a way to pull it out. And last night, uh, there's a, a glimpse, a glimpse of the ghosts, just a little bit of a glimpse. And then uh, Phil Nevins waving palm of judge, waved the ghosts back into hiding. There was a little bit, you know, but you know, what everything that the Yankees used to be, Everything that the Yankees used to be, the Red Sox are now. Okay, I mean, the Red Sox have their ancient ballpark, a cathedral, in in a sport where there are fewer and fewer cathedrals. They have a raucous crowd that's on top of you. The stadium rocks. The new stadium, New Yankee Stadium, it has its moments, but, I mean... You could get that place rocking for anything. Maybe not in the mid-80s, you know, when they weren't winning much. But when that team got really good and you packed it in, it was an intimidating place to play. There is no intimidation factor at the new Yankee Stadium. If you look at, if you look at Fenway Park, you see Red Sox fans packed in behind home plate on top of the ball players around right field, down the lines. You see them. Yankee Stadium, you see corporate seats behind home plate. You see suits. Not intimidating. Not intimidating in the least. The ghosts don't know anything about New Yankee Stadium. The shopping mall, they call it ballpark. If, if, I, were, if I were one of the ghosts... And I saw that they tore down my cathedral and put up some shrine to an owner. An owner who, by the way, didn't win shit until he got suspended from baseball and let the team do the, do the team shit. Well, that's not exactly true. They did win with George. But they won in a long drought with George also. And if George had his way, let's not forget he would have traded Jeter, he would have traded Moe, he would have traded Bernie. All those guys would have been long gone. And the, and the, the ghosts see this. And look, 
the, the curse ended long before New Yankee Stadium. But any hopes that these ghosts would ever rumble back to life maybe died when they tore down old Yankee Stadium. Oh, you got a whiff. I don't know what it is. They, they will reappear. I do have some faith they will reappear at some point. I don't know what it will take. I don't know what it will take. I don't think the ghosts like analytics. I don't think the ghosts like management, to be honest with you. I don't think they like management in general. The ghosts would never side with uh, general managers and owners. The ghosts want to play ball. You saw Field of the Dreams. Connie Mack didn't fucking come back to Field of the Dreams. I'm not sure what it'll take to get these ghosts back stirring and rumbling. But you know what? The ghosts, if they were still around, that throw from Bogart's home scoots away. Or Nevin holds up Judge and then Gallo's a three-run bomb. Instead, Judge is out by 10 feet. And hopes and dreams of the season have gone away. And, you know, the funny thing is about the playoffs is, or a playoff game, once you get there, you kind of throw all logic out the window. The Yankees are a team that had gotten hot in the season. 13 games in a row, famously winning in a row, and then losing like 7 of 8 or 8 in a row, something like that. Very streaky team, which not a terrible thing in October to be as long as you got on the right side of that streak. So you say, look, you know, you got Cole going on the mound. And who was just bad, who was laboring, was not sharp, and was pulled after two innings, an embarrassment of a performance. Now, maybe he's injured. I don't give a shit. You get outdueled by Nathan Avaldi. That's embarrassing. You get outdueled, outclassed, outpitched in a big game. Nathan Avaldi shows himself as a big game pitcher, a, a Yankee castaway. Again, shows himself as a big game pitcher. And he had a short hook, too. Core wasn't playing around. And let me tell somebody, the people, there's a lot of Boone defenders out there on social media this morning. Buster Olney, average 98 wins. Uh, John Heyman, I don't know what he said. He had a whole diatribe about Boone's successes. Better, you know, he's better winning percentage than Bobby Cox. Well, Bafangul. Better winning percentage. Aaron Boone said yesterday in the post game, I believe it's something like the league is caught up caught up to us. We're all the same now. No. The league has fucking surpassed you. The league is not caught up to you, Aaron. The league has passed you. People who want Aaron Boone to stick around or are Aaron Boone defenders right now, just have to look into the other dugout. The difference that the man across the, across the field, across the diamond, made to the Boston Red Sox, Alex, Alex Cora, the difference that he made coming back this year is, I mean, you cannot, I don't watch enough Red Sox games to do, to do the, the X's and O's on it, but if you don't see it, the difference is basically the same team, shaky bullpen, or the worst bullpen. 
but he got the most out of that team. Aaron Boone's team, and, I've, and I'll say this time and again, they won that many games in a regular season despite him. It's possible to be a bad manager and win 100 games. Okay, It's possible to be a bad manager and win a World Series. It's happened. I'll, I'll say it again. I don't believe that Joe Madden's a good manager. And yet somehow he's, he, he broke the curse and he's a, you know, he's a god in Chicago. Uh, and he's considered to be um, a savant of sorts or whatever. I don't know what the fuck. But I'll say it again. He's not a good manager. I don't believe he's a good manager. I believe that they won that World Series despite Joe Madden. And any kind of winning that this team did with Aaron Boone would have been despite him. I've been, I've been on the bandwagon to get rid of Boone since they hired him. Just about. And even more so this season. If he lasts into next season... contract is up so if he's extended after this after taking a team that was on the brink of a world series and yeah they've gotten close again they've gotten close but took a team that was on the brink of going to the world series and took I don't know how many steps back Sanchez, never been the same. Say what you will about Sanchez. Say what you will about Girardi. Girardi got the most out of Sanchez. He didn't take any shit. I, I, I had my problems with Joe Girardi when he was here, when he was in the Bronx. But when they fired him, I knew there's nobody else. I, there's nobody I could think of that could take this team to, to the next level. And I think it had to be Joe's job. But Cashman had his own ideas. And honestly, Cashman should probably go too. I mean, he he has this untouchability about him that I can't really understand or put my finger on. He's almost bigger than the team, which, dead giveaway, he's got to go. Anybody that's ever bigger than a team has got to go. Get him out of here. And if he's untouchable, if his job is more important than this team winning ballgames, he's getting fuck him. Send him on his merry way. He can go to Queens. I don't give a shit. All this money ball bullshit that he wants to incorporate because he's butt buddies with fucking Billy Bean. That's a mouthful. All that shit. He wants to play those fucking games. Go play with another payroll. And I'm not saying throwing money at every big-name free agent is the way to win. That's not the way to win. You have got to have a balance. You have got to put a team together that is balanced top to bottom. I mean, that's what... Hey, if anything was missing yesterday, it was depth. Okay, LeMay went down. As much as I really did like the kid Velasquez... Him starting a shortstop, Gardner batting uh, seventh. You know he's the fourth. He was the fourth outfielder, and he looked overmatched yesterday. He has had moments this year, good at bats, important at bats, but he's the fourth outfielder. 
And you're going to be stuck with Hicks now when he comes back. Maybe. Ever. That's another boon disappointment. Hicks will never be as good as his contract. will never be as good as Cashman. A boon disappointment. A Cashman disappointment. will never be as good as Cashman hoped or thought he would be. I don't know. Told us he would be. Never would be as good as Cashman told us he would be. I'll tell you that much. You got a roster now it's clogged up by Giancarlo Stanton, who I gotta be honest with you, show me something these past couple months. I wanna see him more in the field next year. I wanna see him play it every day. He came as close this season. To getting back, I mean, we're stuck with him, so I mean, that's might as well embrace him, right? But he came as close to MVP form as he ever has in Yankee uniform. Judge, the last two months, I mean, in the MVP conversation, right? He'll get a couple of votes. He won't win it, but he'll get a couple of MVP votes. He was legitimate this year. He was dangerous, and he. Both those guys at different times had that team on their shoulders this year, on their gigantic broad shoulders. Now, two behemoths like that don't make a World Series contender. And Cashman has to wrestle with that. We might be looking down the barrel of a new... Regime in the Bronx. I'm not sure what it will take to get these ghosts back. I don't think Cashman has the keys. You go into Boston after having swept them a week ago in their home park. Sorry, I'm going to some fancy driving here, getting across six lanes. Um, and then you go out yesterday and put up that game. The Ghosts, they're, ste- they're steering clear. When we'll see them again, I don't know. I do believe in Ghosts. My first uh, 22 years of my life, I believe in, believed in Ghosts. But ghosts can be exercised, right? Demons can be exercised. And the demons that haunted the Red Sox for all those years are gone. But the league didn't just catch up. The league has surpassed. And for a Yankee manager to admit that openly and not say... And, 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 and be... Um, I don't know what the word is, content or at peace or are just being okay with it and not with some level of vinegar, some just some piss and vinegar in it. Like, yeah, we got some work to do. We're going to fucking come back next year. We're going to do what you need to do to retool. We're going to come back and we're going to take what's rightfully ours because enough's enough. Because enough's enough. 
Now, you know, people, it's always going to happen. You're always going to compare these teams to the dynasty teams. It's not, it's not fair to any team, okay? But the New York Yankees. So they're going to be compared to the 90s dynasty. They're going to be compared to the 70s teams. They're going to be compared to the 60s teams, the Mantle Maris. They're going to be compared to Joe DiMaggio's 50 teams, 50s teams. You're going to be compared to the Murderer's Row, Ruth, and Garrick. You're the fucking New York Yankees. And those are the expectations of that, of that ball club. Those are the expectations when you put the pinstripes on. We can deal with losses. We can deal with heartache. We can deal with the pain. We're not spoiled fucking Yankee fans. That's the expectation of that team, year in and year out. Losing seasons are unacceptable. Getting worse is unacceptable. Putting out a roster that isn't built for a playoff run is unacceptable. And now it happens, okay? It's, you can't get every player you want every year, but it's 2021. 2009 is a long time ago. A long time ago. They have nothing to show for it, okay? We can deal with the fact that 04 happened. We can deal with all the Red Sox success since. But at some point, you got to slam the door shut. got to let the ghosts breathe again and figure it the fuck out. So I'm not okay with it. I'm not a spoiled Yankee fan. I resent that. But I don't see any of the qualities and traits of... I I see fleeting qualities and traits of this current team. I see none in the manager. Nothing inspiring in the manager. Nothing that makes me think this guy's got the right instinct to win on a big spot. He's quick thinker, quick on his feet. Nothing in, nothing in the manager. Gone. Got to go. I see fleeting and judge leadership qualities. And now the big game stuff, look, it's been a long time since they rallied against Houston in the Bronx. It's been a long time since those big wins against Cleveland to bring Girardi back from the dead. Um... The judge needs to show me. He needs to step up in many ways. He, I think he took a step in the right direction at the end of the season. Uh, he needs to build off what he did this year. Same thing with Stanton. He needs to build. Obviously, they're better when, the, when those guys can hit. Stanton needs to be more consistent. But they need to build off what they did this year. This was as good a performance from the two of them individually for over a full season than we've seen in, you know, since they've been together. Glaber. What do you do with Glaber? I'm not going to do this. Go down the roster. But I, like I said, I, there's glimpses. Glimpses of... But not, but nothing... You know, it's all smoke and mirrors sometimes. It's not exactly what you want. It's not quite what you want or what you need from a team. 
but just enough to give you hope going into a game like last night. Say, maybe this is it. Maybe this is where they find their footing. Maybe this is where they find their some of that Yankee magic. When will the, when, if ever, will it come back? If, if we're back next year and it's Boone at the helm, how do I get myself up for it? I will. I'll, I'll fool myself again. I fooled myself this year into thinking that we had a chance. I'll fool myself again next year. Because they'll win 95 games. They'll look great. They'll look unbeatable. But he just doesn't, he's allergic to winning Boone. He's allergic to it. After that 13-game win streak, what did he do? He started, he started turning over the roster. Right? They, they won with certain guys there. Instead of staying with what's hot, he went with what on paper looked best to him. Instead of having a feel for the game, he went with uh, like, like he was playing a video game, basically. And these guys came back and like their attributes are plugged into the into the system and you know you get more out of them. But no. Next that messes with I don't know what. Flow, chemistry, momentum momentum. But he's just not got no feel for it. But I'll fool myself in next year thinking they could win despite him. Because this happened before in big-time baseball. It ended the curse in Chicago not too long ago. Whose ghosts of old Wrigley, I don't know. They won one. And I think the Cubs fans are happy, but I'm not sure what to make of those ghosts. That's another ghost story. Fitting for October. We don't do pumpkin spice, but we'll tell horror stories on this show. The horror story was Garrett Cole. The horror story was Phil Nevin. The horror story was... It's not enough against a better... An equal-ish team, but a better run team. And better... And more gamers. Guy is not afraid of the big moment. That's why you don't start Velasquez last night. That's why you start Odor at third and Geo at short. Velasquez playing. I mean, the kid's played like 20 major league games in his life. And you throw him out there. Another guy looked overmatched. Swing of the first. First of the best. Swings of the first pitch. Ludicrous. I know they had like a strategy last night. But you're the nine hitter. Uh, a guy who's a career triple-A player. You're not, you can't be swinging the first pitch. Whatever. Drives me nuts. Not, not why they lost the game. But little shit like that drives me nuts. All right. Well, to the ghosts of Ruth and Garrick and Mantle and DiMaggio. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? A nation. Or at least the Bronx turns its lonely eyes to you. In 2022. Uh, They'll be back. Let's see what happens next. Until then, have a great fucking day. We'll come back from this. We always do. Spring training 
I mean, it seems like forever from now we still have the whole playoffs to go. But spring training is uh, the season of eternal hope. And we'll be back. But we have a long ways to go. We have a whole football season. We have the Super Bowl. We have March Madness. There's a lot in between. Christmas. And um, a lot of housekeeping to do in the Bronx. Until then, I'll talk to you soon. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'm out of here.